You are listening to another episode of Frontline Magic Podcast. This is actually the last episode of this year. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm looking forward to giving you more interviews like this with some awesome leaders from the service industry in the new year. But for now, let's tune in to the last episode of season two with Mel Tempest, who believe her greatest success is that she's proven that it's possible to become the best version of yourself and to create change and inspire others, even without a formal education in the fitness industry. Her interview with us is a testimonial to her leadership style and ability to build her business, in fact, actually influence a whole fitness industry by building others up to be their best. on the show Susan I qualified as a circuit instructor back in 1999 got into the industry totally by accident and have been here ever since so the industry has been stuck with me I never became a gym member until my mid-30s and I became a gym member based on a 21 days for $21 docket deal and joined with a girlfriend and was only in the industry 18 months and decided to open up my gym and had absolutely no idea whatsoever what I was doing but it's been an incredible journey I've had the the privilege of teaching outside of my own club on a national level and on a global level with some amazing group fitness program providers which I thoroughly enjoy that's amazing yeah you're super passionate about the fitness industry and it feels like you're highly involved on a global level too and I know you've been getting some awards for it that's quite well recognized globally which is just so awesome yeah I think it's, it's important to recognize our peers the people we work alongside even our members recognition can sometimes make the biggest difference to somebody's outlook on life and it's important irrespective of what their achievements are that we recognize them yeah so tell me about a moment that really changed your life we're starting with a really big question here (laughs) but I know you had lots of those moments in your life so yeah can you I I have quite a few of those moments (laughs) I think for me I went to uh, live with my grandparents when I was very young and so I saw that As I grew older, I understood that they had given me an opportunity as a child to have a a better life. And as I got older and I experienced some of the obstacles that are put in front of you in life, I realised you have one life, one chance. And I made a promise to myself many years ago, it was actually when I was entering the fitness industry, somebody gave me an opportunity, I'm going to make sure I pay that back. And my grandparents gave me an opportunity The person who gave me my first job in the fitness industry gave me an opportunity. The person that gave me a a job as a receptionist in a real estate agent, I couldn't even type, gave me an opportunity. So these have all been pivotal moments in my life and they've all allowed me to make different decisions as each day is different for us. So each decision that I've made has created a different path. And I've tried to implement that into my children and into my staff. And here's an example. When somebody comes to work alongside me at the club, I say to them, you have to understand something. You can't stay here forever. Use it as a foundation, build on it, but you can't stay here forever. There's so much more in life that you need to get out there and enjoy. So different things have happened in my life that have led 
to making different decisions and creating different paths. And I try to uh, pass that message on to as many people as I can. It feels like you're really good at acknowledging people's potential. And I think that's that's a big difference in, in having that coaching mindset too. It's seeing, not seeing the fault, but seeing the potential within the person. I think that's something that really represents who you are. Thank you. We have to stop fearing each other. It's only natural that there are going to be people who are better at what we do. And the best thing that we can do is recognise that you're great at whatever it might be. And then if somebody comes through the door and says, hey, I'm looking for someone to set up a new sales system behind my desk, can you help me because you've got a great club? This happens to me often. I say, no way I can help you with that. That is not what I do. However, more than happy to pass you on to so-and-so because they do a great job at it. So just recognising that we aren't always as good as what we think we are and that it's quite okay to delegate and to refer people on to others. And I think that by doing so, you're actually helping our industry become stronger. If you think about the experience that you deliver for your customer, what do you think is different between an experience that is average and one that's awesome? There's two types of experiences. You know, there's as a club owner, there's obviously the frontline experience where the reception area is. And then, of course, there's the group fitness experience as the entertainer on stage. And that's on stage is you can be the instructor that presses play, just goes through the motion, repeats the same words, class, every class that they go to. That's being average. You're not connecting with the people in the class not having options available for those people in the class. That's just being an average instructor. I think if you want to give them an experience to remember, you have to be an entertainer, but you don't have to be an entertainer that the Corrie's on spot. She got 10 out of 10 for the Corrie and her, her toes were pointed and her arms were strong. That's not the experience that they're looking for. They're looking for something that's going to take them away from what they're thinking about, what's happening at work, what's happening at home. So it's all about the entertainment on the stage. As far as the front desk, I think an awesome experience is just recognising them as they walk through the door. Hi, Suzanne. Bye, Suzanne. You don't have to ask them what they had for breakfast and how are the kids going. Just that hello and goodbye. And when you walk past them, if you're rushing to go to the toilet or from class to class, instructors will understand what I'm saying there. If you're running past somebody on the treadmill, just say hi. You don't have to stop and go, hi, Suzanne, how's the dog? How's the cat? How's hubby? You don't have to have in-depth conversations, but you do have to recognise and acknowledge the foot traffic and the people that come through your door. And how do you think you motivate people to give that great service and be genuinely happy at work? Lead by example. So one of the things that we encourage in our club is that other instructors go to other instructors' classes and then give open feedback. And it has to be open feedback. And you can't be sitting in the circle with your team saying, oh, I thought you taught an amazing class. That was really cool. You have to be open about the feedback. Hey, I thought it was great music, but you look like you're getting a little bit tired around track three or track four. And accept that, take it home, work on it a little bit. And then when your team comes together as a group fitness team, then acknowledge where people have improved. Can you can you describe a little bit about how your feedback process work and like 
Whenever we get positive feedback, whether it's through the survey boxes, so we have little glass boxes that we put out and we just tell, it's, we just write on it feedback and people write feedback on it. So when we get really cool stuff, we definitely share that with the team. We've got a closed staff Facebook page and uh, I take pics of the feedback and I upload it there so everybody can see and everybody, you know, congratulates each other. When it comes to delivering a great customer experience, how does that manifest itself in the habits and the culture of, of your business? I organise different types of sales training for them during the year and I make sure that they have a different trainer each time because each trainer delivers a different experience and each person learns differently. And I always express to the staff, and I think that this is really important, put yourself in the consumer's shoes, be a consumer and talk to them like a consumer. And I find that makes the staff relaxed totally and that creates a really good culture behind the desk because the staff can then just be Mal talking to the lady that wants to join the gym and then Mal relates to the lady on a personal level and she can move the script away. We should always be looking at other industries and learning from them and then taking that back and then tweaking it to suit our club and our culture and, and not say, oh, let's all rush down and let's go to the club down the road and see what they're doing down there because they're always really busy down there. Don't do that. Go to hospitality venues, learn from the medical industry, go to retail, go to the most trendy stores that there is and, and see why they're trendy and learn from those people. Don't always look in your backyard to grow. Do you have some example where you when you have done that and then implemented it in your own business? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So uh, I like to go to live shows every now and then and watching them on stage and how they interact with the audience. I have certainly learned a lot from that. Also watching television when I watch not so much reality shows, but live shows on TV, again, watching them the compare of watching the, the actor or the actress on stage, definitely there. And again, going back to hospitality, when you go to large venues and they're trying to look after hundreds of people at the same time, you watch how the teams interact with each each other to deliver the service. Going into a hospital system, have a look at COVID and what we've been through. And again, watching the nurses and the doctors work together as a team and getting the job done, watching them interact. And it is all about the job and getting and being in the moment and fulfilling what the consumer is there for. I, I just think it's a matter of getting out of our own backyard and going and learning about other people's cultures. And do you have, if someone from a completely different service industry is looking at the fitness industry, what do you think they should take away from the fitness industry? How good movement makes you feel. <laughs> <laughs> so I would be saying to the nurses and the doctors, and I have done this before, wow, you work so hard at what you're doing, you need some type of relief and release. Do you exercise? Because exercise is not just about going 100 miles an hour in a HIIT class. It can be yoga, you know, it can be Pilates, it can be barre classes, it can be CrossFit, it can be any type of movement that's going to make them feel better so that they can do their job again better the next day. If a company wants to create a better experience for the customer, what do you think is one simple thing that they can start with from today that would create a long-term difference? 
in all honesty, it's just the meet and greet at the door when they come in, saying goodbye when they leave, smiling at them when they're working out, just recognising the faces that come through your gym because these are the people that pay your bills. So every time they renew a membership, they're renewing it because you gave them a great experience so just remember smile greet if you know your members really well and their birthday is coming up organize for them to get a little gift pack a towel or a water bottle or a gift voucher do that through your emails there's lots of ways of doing it but everybody everybody wants to be recognized everybody wants to be noticed and everybody wants a smile because coming to the gym for a lot of people is the best part of their day. They don't like their job. They don't want to go home and we make a difference. Mm. One thing that I think is really unique with the gym industry too, is that you have those people that really love going to the gym and then you have the people on the other scale there so far down that it's a struggle for them to create that habit. How do you still manage to keep the people that are very high up on the motivation scale still passionate about the fitness industry? And then how do you keep people to come closer to that habit and creating that pattern of this is what I want to do and I'm doing this because it's important for me? It's how you deliver the message. So the first thing is I always say to club owners, you need to get up out of your seat wherever it may be in your club and you need to walk your gym floor and you need to go to your classes. You need to understand who your demographic is, who your community is and what culture have you created. That is the most important aspect uh, of having a successful business. And once you, know, once you can answer those questions, then it comes back to innovation, being different. And what happens, Suzanne, is you've got your highly motivated people and what will happen is they'll start to interact and have conversation with people that are at the lower end of the scale and how do you make that conversation happen you encourage it in the class when you're having a cool down this is something that I used to do on a regular basis and COVID has probably stopped it a little bit is that at the end of the class, instead of doing your stock standard stretches, your quad stretch, arm stretch, get everybody to walk around in a circle and you stop and face the inside of the circle, do some basic stretches, and then say to them at the end of the class, everybody here has the same agenda to get fitter and to stay fit. If there's somebody in the room today that you don't know or you've never met before, they've got the same agenda as you. So before you leave the room today, Everybody has to go up and introduce themselves to one person that they don't know. They absolutely love it, Susan. And then what happens is you'll see Susan and Mel connected and then Susan will come to a class. Hi, how are you going? And that, that might be all of this. Hi, how are you going? But it doesn't matter. You're still connected. And that alone could lead to longer conversations where Susan might say to Mel, so what makes you come every day? I really struggle and I want to come every day. And you'll probably find that Mel tells Susan, I was like the same, but these guys are innovative. They do different stuff. Why don't you try this class? And that social community happens and that's what keeps everybody going. I think that the fitness industry is really good at that building community and belonging for people. It, it, yeah, well, it doesn't matter, you know, what background they have. They can always feel like they can belong. Let's face it. What did we do through COVID really well? We created a space where people felt culture, 
they felt community and they felt like they belonged. And okay. our industry did that on a huge scale throughout COVID, both in person and online. Yeah. Yeah. If a company are struggling with that community, like what do you think is one kind of thing they could learn or adapt? If any business is lacking community and positive culture, they need to take a step back and look at their business model and then look at the environment and then look at the people that work alongside them in that environment. Usually there's something happening that is creating poor community. Yeah, that's great. My last question for you is, do you have a quote that you live by? One life, one chance, no refunds, no exchange. If you could live with the worst possible scenario, why wouldn't you give what it is that you want to a try? Thank you for listening to another episode of Frontline Magic Podcast with your host, Susan Exeson. Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or email me at susan at frontlinemagic.org with any feedback or thoughts that you would like to share on this episode. This podcast is brought to you by Ask Nicely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a five-star rating. Frontline Magic provides you with the tools, insights, and inspirational stories you need to deliver an awesome customer experience. Sign up for free and learn more on frontlinemagic.org. And thanks for making Frontline work awesome.